Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to our first show of 2018, and coincidentally, it's our 100th episode of Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm a four-time breast cancer survivor, and we have Sharon on with us today, too. Hi, I'm Sharon. I'm a 24-year survivor, and both Becky and I are the co-founders of Breast Friends. Well, you know, Sharon, I think it's really cool that we're doing something different today. In honor of our 100th episode, I mean, TV shows do it all the time, right? They've got their, right. they always promote their 100th <laughs> episode. Okay, so this is ours, and we decided to get away from our normal format and do something just a little bit different. Instead of hearing from an outside guest, like we get them from all over the country, today we're going to focus on the best of breast friends. And part of that best of breast friends is our amazing staff. So we're going to introduce you to our staff. And we're also going to talk briefly about our history, very briefly, and then we're going to introduce you to some of our major programs. So, Sharon, why don't you start by giving a little history of Breast Friends? Well, that I'd be happy to. Um, so, in 1993, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And honestly, uh, as a, a normal woman, family member, whatever, um, I didn't ask for help. I didn't even accept help when it was offered to me. I'm fine, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> I was one of those ones who asked you, let exactly. me know if there's anything I can do. Exactly. <laughs> and unfortunately, um, most a lot of women are like, like I was back then. And uh, so three years later... Uh, Becky Olson, my co-host here on the radio show, was diagnosed. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, she is not going to do well because I felt very alone, isolated, kind of like I had to pretend I was okay and be tough and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, I know Becky well enough. This is not going to go well for you. (laughs) You remember that, right? I do. And, you know, the the hard part about that is Sharon was the very first person in our circle to get diagnosed. And we were all, you know, like 40. And none of us had a clue what to do to help her. So I guess I'm thankful, sad, but that she had to go through it. But I'm thankful she went through it first because I got to benefit from that. So... She was there for me to help me out, and I appreciated it in so, so many ways. Um, well, and it yeah. was interesting because it was just such little things that, you know, I tried to do to help um, make sure that you weren't going through this alone. And and then I tried to kind of get my our work group, since we worked together, uh, to kind of get on the bandwagon and make sure that, again, Becky didn't feel alone in this journey. So fast forward, what, uh Four more years after that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, we were having lunch because you had a scare, right? You had a yep. lump. Uh huh. Yep, we and, found a lump, oh, went up to the hospital to get it looked at. And, and <clears throat> over that lunch, over that lunch while we were waiting, uh, we had a thought and we decided to talk about, you know, why we've stayed friends all these years, why we both had survived breast cancer and really what was missing in the breast cancer arena. And over that lunch, we decided to start a nonprofit organization, which (laughs) thinking back on it, it was like, what were we thinking? But um, boy, oh boy, it was definitely one of those God moments because 17 years later, yeah, look at us, right? Yep. 
Yep. It's, you know, it was trial and error in the beginning because like Sharon said, you know, we just kind of came up with this idea and neither one of us had a lick of, of experience in managing a nonprofit. But you know, when you, when your heart's in the right place and you're doing something for what you truly believe is the right reason, and then it turns out it is for the right reason, um, things just kind of have a way of, of directing you, you know, we just, Sharon and I are both, uh, Christians and we believe in the power of prayer and, and we just both believe that God put us on this planet to do something along this line. And, you know, things just kind of open. I'm not saying it was easy, but, you know, oh, we no. had very small, <laughs> very small beginnings. We met every month, every week to figure out what we we're supposed to be doing. And there's a whole story in that. And unfortunately, we don't have time to tell that story. But, um, but it was a, it was a small beginning. We worked out of the trunks of our car. We worked out of our office at because well, we both worked full time still at that time. Yeah. And we made a lot of mistakes and kind of figured them out as we went. And, you know, there's just a lot of trial and error in starting something like this. But like you said, here we are now, 17 years later. We have helped thousands of women over the last 17 years. Um, we even have a Pennsylvania affiliate. And um, so, I mean, things are going really well. And we do kind of need to move forward here a little bit. So I wanted to um, get to, Sharon, is there anything more you want to say on that? Because I do want to introduce somebody who's sitting right in front of me because she's pretty awesome. So. Well, absolutely. Let's just go ahead and move on. Okay, because we are going to get to our programs and kind of how things have evolved over time um, as we get through this program. But but I wanted to kind of share with our audience and our listeners a couple little things. First off, you know, we've been running this organization for 17 years. And this uh, last this last year in September of seven, 2017, I received my fourth diagnosis of breast cancer and they're calling it metastatic. I don't know what it all means or where it's all going to land, but... But I have made a decision to cut back just a bit um, at my work here, my day-to-day stuff in at Breast Friends so I can focus on some new things in my life. I, I am a professional speaker, so I do want to uh, focus on my speaking business. I want to travel. My husband and I went to Rome this last May for a month. I want to travel over to the East Coast and visit my grandkids. And also by cutting back on some of the time here, um, Oh, and by the way, Sharon, I'm not going to ditch you for our prison program, and I'm not going to ditch you for the radio. <laughs> Still good. be doing those things. I love those things. Good, um, good. But by doing this, it really makes room for new leadership for the organization. You know, I will still be involved in those other things, but day-to-day activities are going to fall to our brand new, awesome executive director, and I would like to introduce Allison Hancock. Hi, Allison. Hi, Becky and Sharon. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Well, we're, we're excited. So let me tell you a little bit about Allison. She started here as a volunteer. Um, then she took on the role as volunteer coordinator. And then about a year ago, um, we made her our, our event coordinator. And she's been kind of shadowing me for this last year. And this woman can do pretty much anything. Um, She's so detail-oriented. She's so organized. If I ask her to do something once, I don't have to ask again because it's done. It's on her (laughs) list and it's done. So Allison is the perfect person to put into this role of running the day-to-day organization. So please, everybody, welcome Allison to our show. So yay. Thank you. Thank you. And and I'm also a 14-year breast cancer survivor, and I know how important it is to have uh, breast friends in your life, Um, to have somebody to relate to your experiences and to connect with and to give you hope and encouragement. And through my new position, um, one of the things I like to focus on this year is to connect. 
Um, after 17 years, there's have been a lot of relationships built and connections made, and I want to continue to nurture those relationships, but I want to connect to the community, to the medical community, to our patients, to our volunteers, and to our donors and our sponsors, and to continue to uh, build those relationships and to grow new ones so we can ensure together that no woman goes through breast cancer alone. Thank you, Allison. I, I think that connect concept is just is brilliant and so fits with our, our theme here and our, our I don't know, uh, what's the, Sharon, what's that word when you're talking about the climate in an office? Our well, uh, I guess the, the culture, basically, culture. that, 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 we, that we have created all uh, after all these years. And I think the uh, hopefully it's come across on the radio that that Allison is just as passionate and has the heart for Breast Friends, just like Becky and I being the co-founders. And I think that's what's important is to understand really that that Breast Friends is all about the heart. It is. And and that and that passion needs to be really in all of our um, employees as well as our volunteer staff because that's really what makes the difference yeah. um, between ourselves and other organizations and other businesses. Right, definitely. And I know with the support and encouragement, there's so many women out there who need us, uh, who need our support and encouragement. And I'm looking forward to connecting with them and to connecting with our sponsors and donors who, who can give back as well. Beautiful. Absolutely. Well, now it's my privilege to introduce our our new project coordinator. And uh, Chris Parker has been with us for a little over a year now on a grant from Intel, which has been fabulous. And she's going to be working on a lot of our events and third-party fundraisers. And so um, we're just really excited to introduce her on the radio, too. Hi, Becky. Hi. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> I was yes, sending a message to our engineer. <laughs> um, well, I'll just tell you a little bit um, about me. Um, I'm project managing um, event planning and the fundraisers, as Sharon mentioned. And as of late, I've uh, taken on managing our volunteer support program um, to help assist us with our three annual events. We have our gala in the May and our golf tournament in July. And then later in the fall, we hold our friend and survivors luncheon. Um, and then we have our third party funders who are so important as they help us to continue to offer the many free programs and services to our patients that you're going to hear more about soon. Yeah. So, um, and our third party funders come back and they see us in November. We have an open house and we invite all of them to come and celebrate uh, their achievements and thank them. Yeah, absolutely. And we do it in a very public way. Yeah. You know, some of them are so cute. They bring their, their like three foot, four foot checks, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> so they're and big in a couple of ways. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so fabulous. And so we make sure we take pictures and yeah, it's really a time of celebration um, and to honor those third party fundraisers. Right. So yes, we so appreciate you being in charge Thank of all you. those. I'm because so happy to be here. Uh, Again, it takes a village, right? You yep. know, to do all of these things and to continue to grow and to impact the community that we're serving. It's just really important to have the right people in the right, right spots. And we feel like we have that. So we're, we're feeling very fortunate these yep. days. And now Chris came to us actually, <clears throat> excuse me, from a, a grant through a grant from Intel. Chris, you worked for Intel for how many years? 
A little over 36. 36 years. And uh, so she came to us through a grant, and we just kind of fell in love with her. So we decided to keep her when the grant went out. Wow, that <laughs> so, was mutual. <laughs> yeah. I so we and Chris, and Chris, you, you've had an experience with cancer in your personal life. I know that you didn't experience it personally, but you did right. it from the caregiver perspective. And, and that, was, that was really important. Because it kind of gives you that new that other level of compassion that a lot of people don't have. So thank you for you know what's involved with taking care of someone going through the the trauma. Yeah, yeah. and and that's hard. I yeah. think it's almost harder sometimes for the caregiver than it is the person because it's like ah, you can't really. I mean, you know, you can't take it on. Right. You you just have to be that support person, and sometimes, especially us people who like a little more control in our life. <laughs> It's it's hard. It's yeah. really hard to to understand that. And uh, I guess I'll jump in here and just tell uh, a little bit about me too, because as Becky said, I'm also slowing down a little bit, but for a little bit different reason. Uh, my daughter Chelsea in New York um, was diagnosed with breast cancer, so I've spent a lot of the last several months in New York with her. In fact, I'm heading out again in another week or so. Uh, for her big surgery. So, so again, you know, for us to be able to uh, back off a little bit from our day-to-day duties, it is important to have these amazing people in place. And so we felt uh, really compelled to, to do this. And so um, on that note, I really just wanted to also jump into one of the programs that, that I am very um, intimately involved in. And that is the uh, Thriving Beyond Cancer. And the Thriving Beyond Cancer uh, program itself was something that I decided uh, or we decided as an organization when I became a certified life coach that we could use those positive pieces to help women after they've finished the formal treatment that they go through, whether it's radiation, surgery, chemotherapy, any of those things. And um, we found as we got going into our journey through these last 17 years that sometimes that time after the doctor says, yay, you're done, I'll see you in three months, that can be the scariest time ever. And so there needed to be something for those women because they were scared that the cancer was coming back. They were still dealing with side effects of the of the actual treatment that they endured. And they just didn't feel like their life fit any longer. And so that is one thing we really, really want to... Um, talk about today. And with that, we have Michelle Beck with us, who is an amazing volunteer for us. And again, we're really excited to have her on the show so she can tell us a little bit about going through thriving. Thank you, Sharon. Um, to start off with, I am a two-time survivor. Um, I came to Breast Friends after my second time go around finishing my multiple surgeries last year, struggling with medication, and I was in the lull of what do I do now with the rest of my life. And I decided I want to volunteer and give back, so I came into Breast Friends. But I have to say, in the past few months that I've been here, they've given me back so much more than I could ever possibly give to them. Starting with the Survivor Luncheon in October, I attended a session with Dr. Shaney Fox on what would you do with your life with no obstacles. 
I decided I wanted to write a book and become a public speaker and be the keynote at the Survivor Luncheon in three years. <laughs> That's a big deal. <laughs> it is. And honestly, that idea scares the hell out of me. I don't know where it came from. Um, I was just sitting there with my eyes closed, tears in my eyes. But I decided that that's what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I want to take my story and inspire people like Becky have, Becky and Sharon have, and what they've done here at Breast Friends. And then I kind of came home and I'm like, I don't know what I want to do with this. Still very confused, struggling. And three weeks later, I attended Thriving Beyond Cancer. The main focus for me that weekend was what are the fears that keep you from moving forward? Mm-hmm. Sharon has this wonderful set of documents and outlines and we go through everything and everyone talks about their fears and their life goals. But for me, my biggest fear is failure. What If I'm going to do something, what if nobody likes it? What if no one connects to it? What if no one cares? But I realized that I'm never going to fail unless I try and I'm never going to succeed unless I try. And that weekend really inspired me to write and share my story. I want to inspire other people. Um, I only have one life, and I want to make it the best that I can. Mm, I love it. Love it. Um, yeah, that's so important. You just, you know, we all it kind of fits all of us, doesn't it? We all absolutely. we all want to do that. So yeah. Well, Go ahead, Michelle. You have a little something more. I do. I I kind of took some notes on this because I just the past few months have really inspired me so much in knowing that. Cancer does not define me, but it has given me new life opportunities. And I don't want to have any regrets. I want to move forward. And setting after thriving, they asked you to set up short-term goals. And my long-term goals are to write a book and become a speaker, but I can't get there without the short-term goals that we really outlined while in Thriving Weekend. Uh, I started a public blog, and I've set up social media accounts on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I've done a mind map about the things I want to write about in my book. Next week, I'm doing a writing seminar on how to write a book in 90 days. I've, I'm going <laughs> I've to heard start. about that. I wonder <laughs> yeah. if it works. I'll, I'll know if it works. It <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, this all came from thriving. Is it that did. what you're telling me? It did. Oh, I, my gosh. The, the ideas that I came home with from that weekend are so inspiring. Life is too short, and I don't, I don't want to miss out on anything, and that's really one thing that thriving, me, thriving has shown me. Um, in the past year, there's been times where I just want to lay on the couch, and I don't want to do anything, and I just I feel like the cancer has overtaken my life, but I'm not going to let that happen. Good for and you. I need to, and thriving really helped me set up these goals to do, to do more with my life. I've started to volunteer here in the Breast Friends office, which I adore. The, um, this is my home away from home now. Well, we feel that same way about you. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you, Becky. Uh, <laughs> one thing I did do that weekend at Thriving was make a vision board, which was one evening with these 10 of us in this house working on these boards. And it was so wonderful to see them, the different ways that Everyone made them, some horizontal, some vertical, some with lots of color, some so precise. And I'm a control freak, so I thought my board would be very precise and, (laughs) you know, very linear, and it wasn't. It was crazy. Everything is all over the place. And I looked at it this morning. I see it every day in my closet. It's I see it every night, every morning. And the things I have on there were in a good place, no fear, travel, dinner parties, be a timeless inspiration, work on your health, 
I also have Ellen DeGeneres on there because I'm going to be on her show one day. Uh, <laughs> Pink, the artist, is my favorite. She's on there. I'm going to meet her backstage. I'm actually going to write a blog post about one of her songs. Um, and I want a new puppy, and that's on there. But the biggest thing that's on there that I see every day is I'm the best version of me that I can be. And that's that came awesome. from the that came from the thriving weekend and I can't yeah. thank you all enough for oh. letting me be a part of this journey. Thank well, you, Michelle. And yeah. obviously, you know, this is a fabulous success story, if you will, but, um, and we're excited to be in, in your journey too, which is wonderful. So thank, thank you. you for sharing. Yeah. Michelle, thank you. I want to just ditto that. So it's just, it's nice to, I mean, we've known for a long time that that program is pretty awesome, but it's really fun to have somebody like you come on and talk about the actual impact from the patient's perspective. So thank you so much. Well, we need to take a short break. Um, we do invite you to call if you've, if you've been impacted by any of our programs, we'd like to share that you'd like to share with us. Give us a call at 866-472-5792. Um, hopefully, our, our, we're having a little technical difficulty. I'm hoping our engineer can hear us uh, as we go out to break. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about the best of breast friends and uh, introducing our staffs and some special guests with us. Um, one of the programs that I am really, really proud of is uh, Bald is Beautiful. And Bald is Beautiful was created uh, because when a woman is going through the whole hair loss because of chemotherapy, uh, she's probably not feeling so well. In the process of going through that chemotherapy, losing your hair, losing your eyebrows, your eyelashes, you're not feeling very beautiful. So um, we decided to try to create this. And we connected with this amazing makeup artist and photographer, and we have them on the line with us. So, Tracy, are you there? Well, actually, Sharon, before we do that, can we have Linda just talk briefly about... Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, I'm so skipped, sorry. <laughs> skipped her. She's sitting right there, right? Yes, she is. She's just <laughs> chomping at the bit, too. I should have known. <laughs> so, so, Linda, Linda, tell us about it. Well, I'm a seven-year survivor and found breast friends, uh, thank God, about a year after my diagnosis. And so they've helped me so much. But one of the amazing, amazing experiences for me has been this Bald is Beautiful program. Um, Like Sharon said, you're going through chemo. Mm -hmm. You've lost your hair. You're feeling pretty doggone crummy. And your life is probably in a pretty dark spot right now because there's not a whole lot Uh, that you're feeling good about. And so one of our point of contacts for these women that end up with Bald is Beautiful is Ginger DeBoard. She is our community ambassador, has a lot of projects, and she's also our Bald is Beautiful coordinator. So she's our point of contact a lot of times, as well as Yvonne, for these women trying to convince them to come in and get their picture taken and their makeup done. And, you know, it, it's, it's a hard sell sometimes. You're not feeling particularly pretty or beautiful. And here it is, somebody trying to tell you that we're going to take a picture of you. But we bring them into <laughs> the studio. And, you know, Tracy does this incredible job of making these women beautiful. Christine is one of the best photographers I have ever seen. And this transformation 
with these women occurs. And the only way I can describe it would be when a butterfly goes from coming from a cocoon to spreading its wings. They come in reluctant. They come in reluctant, like, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel great when you're done here. And suddenly, Christine's snapping the photos. We're very excited. They see these photos afterwards. They're crying. We're crying. <laughs> yeah. We can't get them to stop smiling because never in a million years did they think they could ever look and feel that beautiful at this particular moment and time in their life. It's just... It's just one of the most rewarding. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? it yeah. For us yeah. to just be able to stand by and think. Number one, we had a little bit to do with this, <laughs> and number two, to see these women, um, and that inner beauty just comes beauty. comes rushing out. And Tracy in her makeup skills, as well as Christine in her in her photography skills, it's just it, it is it's, it's magical. It's yeah. very, it's very very magical, mm-hmm. and and you can't really understand it until you're standing right, there. Right, These right. women yeah. can't stop smiling, <laughs> I love and it. suddenly <laughs> their world is a better place. And to be a part of that is the most rewarding. I well, think. Linda, we so appreciate all the times that you've gone to these Baldus Beautiful sessions and been a part of it and watched the transformation happen. So thank you for coming on and sharing that with us today. And while while we're on this subject, I, I do want to introduce um, first Tracy. Tracy is amazing. She's the makeup artist. Now, she's also a hairstylist, but when you're doing Baldus Beautiful, it's not quite as important, but, <laughs> but she does do their makeup. And Tracy, um, tell us where you are are right now and who's sitting in your chair well i am in portland oregon right now and i have alexa with me or alexandra with me from america's next top model and um we're getting ready for a photo shoot that we'll be doing for supermodels unlimited magazine Oh, how fun. And so you took time out from actually applying her makeup and doing her hair to, to talk to us for a minute. So can we get a little shout out maybe? Because I'm just kind of selfish that way. <laughs> we we would love to. Hi, everyone. My name is Alexandria, and I am from America's Next Top Model. Woo! Uh, <laughs> how amazing this, this whole program and what you guys have going on is about and I'm just so grateful that there's something like this because when I was on my show, I actually won um, the Ford Warriors and Pink Challenge, which was for So this really goes home and touches my heart. Oh, I just got goosebumps. So so grateful that this is something that Tracy is doing for these wonderful and strong, powerful women. Wow. Amazing. Thank you so much. I had no idea. That was just a little little (laughs) coincidental, isn't it? (laughs) Are there coincidences, right? So I'm a a strong believer and I'm so grateful and I really believe in what Tracy is doing is an amazing thing. Thank you so much. We appreciate her too. So So Tracy, tell us what it's like. They're battling through this. There is hope because there are angels sent by God like Miss Tracy. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Awesome. So thank you. Tracy, are you still there? I'm here. Okay. So could you just tell us briefly, I know you've got to get back to work and we appreciate you so much for taking the time, but can you just take a minute and tell us what it's like when you see these ladies come in and I know they're scared and they sit in your chair and then magic happens. What do you see in their faces as you're making this transformation with them? 
Well, usually when I'm doing the transformations, they don't have the option of looking in the mirror yet. <laughs> I like <laughs> to be able to get to know them and connect with them, learn more about their journey and their hobbies and who they are as a person. And I often reflect back at family members who have either gone into the service and when they go through boot camp, they have their head shaved and the Mm -hmm. shock that they talk about when they first saw their bald head. Mm -hmm. Same thing with my family members who've also been through chemo treatments and through cancer treatments when they lost their hair, the shock that they felt. And it's interesting how it was very similar to how our service people feel in boot camp. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that I like to do is show them that they can embrace their bald head. I love bald heads, and there's nothing more beautiful than the shape of somebody's head. And I can show them how to apply the makeup. Because if you think about it, your hair covers your head for protection and warmth, and it also shields it from the sun. So that skin looks different than it does on your face. Oh, that's so I true. can show them how to make it look more uniform. You know, also they go through that period where they lose their eyebrows and their eyelashes and, you know, they miss seeing themselves as themselves. And I'm able to reconstruct that. We talk about what color their eyebrows were, what shape they were, what shape they would like them to be. And um, we go through that whole process where I will actually put them back on and do my best, you know, to draw in the individual hairs so that way they feel like they did before they had their, their photo shoot, before they had lost their hair. That's and the awesome. moments that I get to spend with these people, it's, it's amazing. They're sharing this journey with me, and what an honor. So well, that's it's, my, it's my a- thing. It's a precious thing you're doing, and the the ladies get this makeover done for free. We don't. There's no charge to them at all. So, right. Tracy, you're just a godsend, and we appreciate you so much. So, we're going to let you get back to your to your real work now. <laughs> work you get paid for. Paid work, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, you can pay your bills, but we thank you so much for. For being part of this, and she's been Tracy's been doing this with us for a long time. And Tracy, just so people know, you also work on The Voice and American Idol and all these other shows. So, ladies, when you sign up to do Bald is Beautiful, you are getting you are getting the, the best. Like you have no idea how amazing she is. So, uh, you know, we're hoping that this might encourage you to sign up when you're you know when you have the opportunity. <laughs> so, so thank you, Tracy. We'll let you get back to work, and we're going to bring Christine on. And Christine, are you, can you hear us? Are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. So let me tell you just briefly about Christine. We met her. She's the um, she's connected to Christine, who you who we talked to earlier on the show. So two Christines there. She's connected <laughs> to her. We met her when she came and did some photos at our gala last spring. And when she learned about our programs and our projects and found out that our previous photographer was unable to continue on because she just had a baby, and Ray Lee did a great job for us, too. Um, But Christine heard there was a need, and she just jumped right in there. And I'll tell you, Christine, just knowing what I know about you, you are probably the kindest person on this planet. Oh, my gosh. Another angel, for sure. uh, (laughs) Another one. And I just adore (laughs) you. so much so why don't you tell just kind of briefly I know we're going to run over our time here so Aaron in uh, in the in the control booth can you just go with the flow and maybe can we skip a break or something um 
Thank you, because <laughs> we just need to get through. I don't want to cut this off. So, so Christine, go ahead and just talk a little bit about about what it's like from your perspective when you see these ladies go from fear to just coming alive on camera. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's truly amazing. And like Tracy was saying, it's really important for me to get to know these women, these people beforehand, because <clears throat> I want them to, I want to make it very clear that, you know, we're not capturing cancer and they are not only cancer. They were someone before this and they're going to be someone after this. And the person they're going to be after this is so much stronger and smarter and can get through anything. And so I want to capture their essence. And so being able to have them feel comfortable with me and to just be themselves and, you know, we're not posing, we're not doing anything specific. We're just talking as we're photographing and having a good time. And then I know that they're still nervous after we've taken the photos. And so when they get to come and see their photos for the very first time, that is the moment where you can just see the change. You see that transformation where they get to look up at themselves in these photographs. And it's like they're seeing something for the very first time. They're seeing something that they didn't know was in them. And that is like, it's just magic. Uh, that strength that I, I think that's part of it too is is just understanding because again a photograph you have forever hopefully um uh-huh. and and so this will be a uh, a blip in time hopefully that they can look back on that they can look at that picture and really look and say wow I was I was beautiful I am strong I I can do this uh, this is Yvonne. Yeah. I'm kind of no. I, I'm I'm going to butt in here because I was at the last Bald is Beautiful, and and I want to share something that uh, the woman that was there this last time said that I think touched all of us and really hit the nail on the head about what this program is about. She had not had a single photograph taken of her prior to coming to Bald is Beautiful, and she came kicking and screaming. Um, did not think she wanted <laughs> to even do it, and she walked into Christine and Tracy's loving arms and she transformed, as Linda already mentioned, from this cocoon that she had had herself in the entire time she was going through treatment into this absolutely radiant butterfly. And she did it in front of her 12-year-old daughter. Mm. And I know Christine will echo the impact that being there with this woman as she and her daughter shared for the first time a sense of joy that they hadn't had during this chemo and cancer journey. And they were able to share it together. And now, as the beautiful woman had shared with us at her reveal, she and her family are able to have a photograph that's going to be the story of joy not the story of cancer yeah so Christine you just you just completely touched her heart well thank you Christine and of course Tracy who's already gotten off the line and and it's okay to butt in but I just didn't get to I didn't get to uh, introduce you. So, so this, oh, they all know me. <laughs> so Yvonne Nidiger, she is another angel in our midst. Um, 
She is our patient coordinator and does uh, an amazing job with, with our patient, has the heart, has the passion. And how many years are you out, honey? I'm seven years. Seven years already. Wow. So so I, I really wanted to have uh, Yvonne on this uh, show as well because... When she got on our payroll, she brought with her an extremely fabulous idea of, of our Warrior Women Workshops. Woo-woo-woo for short. Exactly. <laughs> As I kind of like can't say it always unless I do it nice and slowly. But anyway, so Yvonne, tell us a little bit about that and why why you wanted to bring that to Breast Friends. You know, the workshop was a result of my own experience. And I think I speak for a lot of women when I say that, you know, going through cancer is something that, um, you know, you're definitely not prepared for. And you certainly don't have the tips and tools to get you through it in, in the best possible way right at your fingertips. And the medical community, God bless them. They're amazing. I, I think they do an incredible job of approaching the the body but they don't necessarily always speak to the spirit and as Sharon touched on earlier with her thriving beyond and some of our other programs it's really the spirit of a woman that comes through cancer a little bit jarbled so when I came on board I wanted to find a way to offer a program that spoke to what I knew was a need and that was an ability to come together with other women who understood what I had been through that could empathize but we could also learn something we could have fun together we could have an experience we could find a tip or a tool that was going to help us so the Warrior Women Workshop came out of the desire to give women tools to help them on their journey And when we first started, we really focused on um, things that were specifically geared towards, oh gosh, I would like to say uh, things that you would expect, uh, nutrition, uh, any kind of inflammation, any kind of, you know, major issues. We, We did gentle yoga. We've done a lot of other things. But as the program has grown, what I found is as much as the topics are important, it's the connections that these women are making in a safe and a fun and an exciting environment. So, you know, really proud of this program. Hope to grow it. Uh, We are looking to expand it into other parts of the city. Um, We just had a wonderful partnership with New Seasons that was unbelievable, and they have been so generous in opening up their doors to helping us expand our promo program into other parts of of Oregon at this point. Right, right. But, yeah, so, you know, I I know that um, every one of our programs that we have is a piece to a puzzle. Um, I know that there are people in this process that need to have different pieces, and the Warrior Workshop was the piece I could bring. Yeah, and you did, I mean, I'm so excited because it's at least monthly, if not bi-monthly, depending on what we've got going. And so it's a great program, and we really, really appreciate uh, you bringing that. You know, it takes a village, as I said (laughs) earlier, right? You know, we all have different um, perspectives of our cancer journey and what's missing, and that's one of the things that breast fence really tries hard to is find those gaps find those holes and offer those services to 
to our ladies. So, Becky, I know you wanted to talk about the hat project. I do, and I've got somebody really awesome sitting in front of me. Um, so, but first off, Linda, or Yvonne, thank you so much for, for coming and joining our program and for joining Breast Friends and being part of our life. So, we love you for that. So, anyway, let me take a minute and introduce our office manager, Diana Banky, a.k.a. The Fixer. <laughs> She's when we have a problem in the office, we can't figure out why something isn't working. She doesn't always know the answer like right off the tip, but she won't stop till she figures it out and fixes it for us. So, and I I met Diana when we we used to be in this small office downstairs in the same building, and in 2007 we moved upstairs to more space. And as I was coming uh, down the stairs from one of my trips up, I see this tiny little petite itty bitty thing carrying an armload of stuff, and I've never seen her before. And I said. That's our stuff. Who are you? <laughs> and she says, "Oh, I'm Diana." She was was trying to shake my hand, but I knew everything would drop. So, anyway, she was volunteering, and that was her first volunteer moment with us was helping us move our office and and she's been with us ever since. We can't let her go. So, anyway, Diana, aka the Fixer, welcome to our show. Thanks for thanks for joining us this morning. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. So, I'm glad you're here, honey. Yeah. Thank you. So Diana is in charge of our hat project. And let me just tell you briefly how that got started. When I went through my journey way back in 1996, before we started Breast Friends, I had a that same horrible moment with being bald, but there was no such thing as a bald is beautiful program at the time. But my friend Patty came over to my house one day and gave me this crazy hat. And again, there's a long story there. I'm not going to go into it. But that hat was silly and funny. And when I put it on, it made me smile. And I knew for the first time that I could I could handle this. And I, I kept thinking, you know, there's some reason why this hat came into my life. And um, when we started Breast Friends four years later, we thought we would try to do something similar. And we actually tried to find that hat online, but we couldn't find it. And so this woman offered to do some images for us when I was telling the story at an event. And she created these these really cute little images of, there. one's funny, it's got a little, uh, a bald-headed woman with a uh, rabbit sticking out behind its, it, her head, and it says, has anyone seen my hair, H-A-R-E? And then the other one is a bald-headed woman just by herself, and it says, temporarily bald, permanently beautiful. And so we ended up ordering a bunch of these hats. We had them embroidered on baseball caps, and now we give them out free of charge to women who are going through cancer. And Diana's in charge of that program. She's the one that gets the orders in. And so, Diana, why don't you speak about that a little bit and some of the success stories that you've seen get posted to our website or our Facebook page because of that. All right. Well, I'm a a 14-year survivor Mm -hmm. also, and I love sending out these hats. And as uh, Becky mentioned, uh, humor is one of the reasons we set that we uh, send out these hats. Mm -hmm. And we've sent them out. We send them out all over the country. I think we have a hat in, I mean, the United States. We have at least one hat in every state. Mm-hmm. Oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, 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 that was my goal, to get one, at least one hat in every <laughs> state. We have this big map on the wall, and we put little pins yes. in every time we service, you know, serve somebody from that state, and the hats are part of that, and it's pretty full of pins, isn't yes, it? <laughs> yeah, many states have a, a bundle of pins sticking out, so, which, is, which is great. Uh, oh, to order. Yeah, how do people order a hat? <laughs> yeah, I I, sorry, I lost track here. <laughs> was, 
she's probably thinking about fixing something in and her probably, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, you can go online to breastfriends.org and ser- search for Hat Project. And there'll be a page that tells you a little bit about the hat. And if you go down the, scroll down the page, it'll say Hat Request Form. And you click on that and and then you can request your hat there. That's awesome. So how many how many hats do you think we send out in a week or a month? I know we ran out and we, we just got a huge order in. You know, I, I mean, and that should take care of the next several months, right? So yeah. what, what do you we think? We sent out about, well, over the year, last year, I think we sent out about seven to 800 hats. Wow. Yeah. So that, that's year. like two every day of the year. Um, and I mean, sometimes there, there, there's a lull and then there's a whole bunch that come in, right? Yes. And yeah. Like Becky said, we did run out and we, and it takes us a while to get them back in. So, uh, we're kind of behind on getting them out. So if you've ordered a hat, please be patient. We're trying to catch up. <laughs> exactly. But I think the whole, the whole point of the hat project really is to bring that smile, that sense of humor back to the patient, Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, we're happy that you help us with that because that's a huge project, I know, getting all those out. Yeah, it, it is, Diana. And we just, you know, we appreciate it so much. Now, you have volunteers that come in and actually oh, help that, process right. the hat orders, right? Yes, we have a team of volunteers that come in at least once or sometimes twice a week mm-hmm. that uh, process the orders mm-hmm. and they get them all uh, packaged up to mm-hmm. send out and they take them to the post office. And, That's awesome. Uh, so without those volunteers, uh, it, we'd be even... <laughs> we're tapping the pen I'm on the sorry. desk <laughs> on this microphone is pretty awesome <laughs> yeah and one of those people that helps with that we've already mentioned her once and that's ginger she comes in she is our community ambassador she comes in and does a lot of things for breast friends and that's one of them is helping to process hat orders but she's only one of a of a team because sometimes it gets to be kind of cumbersome i'm sure but but again these hats are all sent out at no charge um, we do, you know, we certainly will accept donations if you'd like to keep the hat project going for us. Um, but we do offer, we send them out at no charge, um, re, you know, regardless of income, it doesn't, doesn't matter. They just go out. So, so anyway, Diana, thank you so much for coming in and, and talking about this program. I think this is the first time we've had you on our show, isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just right here. So it's really easy. <laughs> So well, thank, thank you for having me. <laughs> well, we appreciate you very, very much. So thanks again. So again, to order a hat for you or a loved one, and you can pick your color, pink or teal, and you can pick your image, go to breastfriends.org, and you said just search in the search box, type in Hat Project. Yes. There is a direct link, but it's too hard to remember. So just do that, and it'll come right to the page where you can order the hat. And you actually order them online, and then those orders are given to Diana, and she prints them out, and then we process them. So, um, yes. So thank you. Diana again for coming on and thanks for being as awesome as you are. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. I'm typing messages to my to my uh, to the engineer here to make sure that he can still see our messages too. But um, anyway, so thank you and um, yeah. So I guess we'll talk about our next program All right. now. All right, Absolutely. Diana. So so our prison is um, a, a, an amazing program. We. Becky and I have been involved in the prison uh, locally here um, for, what, 11 years, something like that? We started in 2006. Wow. We had our in March of 2006, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so this will be our 12th year, wow. 
Amazing. So, so I really love, I mean, it's, it's, it's just an amazing fit here for what we do. And, you know, Sharon, I know people ask us all the time. So what does doing a program at the prison have to do with Breast Friends mission? And, you know, I know we started there as a support group for women with cancer or for women who had um, family members on the outside with cancer, but that kind of, kind of dwindled because, you know, I guess they only want to know so much. So, what? How long ago was it that we switched to oh, that? Oh gosh, it's been at least five, six years. Ago. I, I don't know, a long time ago. I haven't yeah. kept track very well. Uh, but. We switched to a self-esteem class, and now we have about um, 30, 20 to 30 women in each class, and we have a program in medium security in the morning and then minimum in the afternoon. And, um, you know, we actually only have about four minutes left, so we're going to have to do the quick version of this. But, um, <laughs> but Sharon, why don't you talk about how it fits our mission, and then we're going to move on and give a couple of resources. Absolutely. So, so basically, we, we still do one-on-ones and that sort of thing with women who are diagnosed in prison. But we also realize that the, uh, one of our other things that we like to do is make sure that the family and friends know how to best support the woman who's going through cancer. And in this situation, a woman who's diagnosed in prison doesn't have her family and friends around. Those women in the prison are her family and friends. And if you don't feel good about yourself, it's really hard to give to someone else. So we encourage the women to come to our self-esteem class so they can feel better about themselves, make different choices, hopefully when they do get out, as well as support their families and friends when they are diagnosed with cancer. Exactly. And, you know, one one of the gals that was in our program, I, I'm not going to use her name, and I didn't invite her on for privacy reasons, but she was a patient in there. She was a cancer survivor, still is. Um, she's on the outside now, and she's come into our office to volunteer, and we love her to pieces. And um, so we do have a good program down there. We also take them bras and prosthetics, so when they go through a mastectomy, they're, you know, they can... There's a solution for them um, after that so they don't have to stuff socks in their bra like I did in the beginning (laughs) before I knew about a prosthetic. Anyway, um, so that's our prison program. We only have really just a a couple minutes left. Um, Because it's our 100th episode, our engineer is giving us one extra minute, but then we got to go off because the next show starts. Um, But basically, a couple of other things that we do. We do offer, you know, we go out to the community and we speak like at Rotary Clubs and sororities. You know, so if there's any groups here locally that need a speaker to come in, you know, once a month, once a week, whatever, and talk about a program, we're happy to go and do that. Sharon and I both um, speak publicly. Yvonne does a lot of it. Uh, Linda, I know, could do it because she's done it for us before. So we have opportunities like that if anyone is interested in bringing us on um, or bringing us to their club to kind of learn more about Breast Friends and, and talk about that. So, you know, we, we don't, we're really out of time. Let's, a couple quick resources. Uh, visit our website at breastfriends.org. Um, and there's also our Facebook page, which is Facebook, I'm um, excuse me, Breast Friends of Oregon. And then our Pennsylvania chapter has Breast Friends of Pennsylvania. We also have a brand new app, which is very exciting. We had that developed uh, also from a, by a grant from Intel. And so we have an app. It's called the Breast Friends app. You can download it from Google Play or from the App Store. And when once you download it, you can use it as a guest. But if you actually create an account, um, which is very simple, it's just basically your name and 
and email, I think, is all they need, um, then you can actually engage in the questions and answers. You can talk to other survivors. We just launched it, so this is the first time we're really announcing it publicly. So we'd love to get a bunch of people to download that that app and just really, um, and, and it taps into some of the resources on our website, like questions to ask your doctor, cancer facts, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, so anyway, I just... Uh, I, we're, again, I'm just trying to keep track of our time, so I think we're okay. I got like 30 seconds. Sharon, any last? Well, very quick I just thoughts? want to make sure that people do understand that that all of Breastfriends services are available for free of charge, and so it 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 is important that we keep our doors open. So there are opportunities to donate on our website if that's of interest to you to keep these things going. Yeah. And there is a big blue button right at the top of the page. It says donate. So if you do, that money all goes into our general fund to help with things like this radio show and, and our program. So uh, we do have to go now. We will be back next week. But and until then, remember, there's always hope. And we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.